It's the All360 Podcast coming to you from our remote locations uh, as usual at this time of year and with, with what's going on. With us is Meredith Henry. Hey, Meredith. Hey. Meredith is a counselor social worker at the elementary level. We have Ms. Sam Browning. Hello. And Ms. Br- Ms. Browning is a sixth grade counselor at the sixth grade center in Seymour. And we have Mrs. Lisa Ferguson. Hey. <laughs> Today, our topic is really, we're going to go over some mental health resources that some of our our kids, our parents, staff members may need, what we're doing kind of in this time uh, as we go through this uncharted territory. So to get started, Meredith, let's direct it to you. Uh, What's going on as far as the services you're offering to uh, your students there at, at an elementary level? Uh, we, we do a variety of things. I think uh, one of the main things right now is a lot of outreach to families, um, whether it be food deliveries to families that aren't able to get to those locations to get that, or just checking in on families to make sure that they have all the available uh, free resources that are out there for them in the community. Uh, so that would be the, the top priority to make sure that everyone's needs are met right now, that everyone's getting what they need. And then of course, just Uh, contacting students and families about their uh, e-learning and their progress with e-learning and how everything's going. And so just checking on some of those students that may be um, struggling a little bit with that. So I've had some parents contact me and ask me to talk to their students. So um, really a variety of things, but but keeping very busy with those things. So that's good. That's good to connect with all the families. Yes, I think that that's one of the key roles we can do. I think Ms. Browning and I think kid and I'm speaking for her as well, is that, you know, a lot of phone calls, doing a lot of phone calls, trying to keep the, their, their child engaged. Meredith, I also know you're a big proponent and do a lot of uh, in-classroom guidance lessons. Are, are you doing anything like that right now? Uh, I know not in classroom, but, you know, sending out to the kids. Yeah, those are all posted on my um, Google Classroom. So uh, the students just go on there and they pick out a lesson a week. Uh, they get to choose what lesson they would like to do. So, uh, yeah, there's uh, tons of lessons on my Google Classroom page for kids, and and they've um, responded really well to those. Got a, a big response to those lessons, so it's been really good to to connect and, with them that way. Well, it meets those social emotional needs that you know can be magnified right now. Sure. Um, and I know your other compatriots from the other elementaries are doing the same. I think yes, absolutely. Um, can can you give us an example of like one lesson you may have put up that they the students are doing? Probably the most recent was on the, well, today there was an Earth Day lesson about um, what they could do um, to celebrate today. There was an online book um, that they could have read aloud, and then there was an activity about what they could do to keep our Earth safe. The most that are viewed are the ones with the social emotional, and it was actually a slideshow where they could click on how they're feeling currently and um, address some of those needs that they might have right now that we're not aware of. And then we can see those lessons and see maybe uh, where the needs lie for those specific students. So um, that's been a really good one for us to view as well. What we hope to do also, I think, is like we'll share if a a parent is listening to this and would say, that sounds like something I would like my child to do uh, at Mm -hmm. any level. We'll we'll try and incorporate those links in at the podcast or give some information on those as well as as a resource. Um, Great. And I know at an elementary level, you're unable to really email your, your students, uh, you know, to touch yeah. them directly like that. So how are you communicating? Uh, just on your classroom page mainly or? Yeah, 
Uh, through Google Classroom, I can send a private message. Um, probably the difficulty with that is they have to look for that message from me sometimes. It's kind of hard for them to filter through and, and see those. But I have done that where I've sent those private individual messages or um, contacted. Um, of course, I've contacted parents and and let them know about any concerns that I might have or if their child has. So just a lot of phone calls and a lot of messages through that Google Classroom or through or through their teacher to check in on them as well. You know, I found that most most students, they, they yearn for that connection. They're missing their friends a lot. They actually realize how important school is to, to them. Uh, you know, yeah. just just being there and being there with their teachers and, and that, those relationships, I, I think, are just so important to them. They're realizing it now. You don't know what you have until it's gone sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Mrs. Browning, what are you guys doing there at the sixth grade center? I know that's a transition year and it can be very difficult because you're going from elementary and getting ready for middle school. What, are, what have you been doing? Right. Our, our teachers have done a great job of incorporating myself anytime they feel like there's a need. I know one of our hallways or our team of teachers have, uh, they've created an e-learning task force and um, it involves a couple students and I was able to be on, in on that um, Google Meet uh, where we met virtually online. Um, and that was simply to ask, you know, how is e-learning going in your opinion? What can we do better? What as we, uh, as teachers, can we improve on? Um, and so I think that that is a really unique idea to reach out to the students and see what their take is on it. And then that can help us improve going forward. Also, I think you have a Google Classroom page as well, right? And putting lessons up. I do. Yeah, I, I'm putting more um, current events uh, related to, you know, our food service program, our technology department posted about Rock and Ready, information about uh, the coronavirus, things like that is a, a lot what I'm posting. Are you seeing a lot of students completing your lessons? Um, I'm getting a lot of emails replied back. I email students at least once a week, all the all the sixth grade students. And so um, more of my replies come back from those emails. Um, they're just checking in. I sent one on Monday just to say, you know, happy Monday. We're going to have a great week. And I get a lot of responses back saying we miss you. You know, they miss their friends. And of course, we miss them as well. I, I would agree on the secondary level. Those emails are are just key. I get a lot of feedback from that. And I also get a lot of, hey, Mr. Hubbard, can we do a Google Meet? In the 7-8 building, what I'm doing a lot is we have a Google Classroom page. We do a daily check-in on a Google Meet. I'll post a, a link where the kids can get in. Then I'll delete the link, of course, because sometimes kids will hang out in those meets. But And then that way, students can come in. We can talk. How are things going? Are you having any difficulty with any of your subjects? I'm finding the, one of the biggest challenges at the middle school level is motivation. Students are very much, it's hard for, not all, most of our students are doing a great job, but for a few struggling students, it's, it's hard being motivated. They're staying up too late. Uh, I know from experience, my own 17-year-old and 13-year-old are staying up too late, but, uh, you know, I'll wake up. It's like, well, you guys went to bed at like 11 and it's one. It's like, what are you doing? You know, oh, I had to get some water, dad. Well, you haven't been asleep yet. So we all have those challenges. Yeah, and I think that's hard for some of us adults as well. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as what we do as counselors and social workers, we try to address, there's the social emotional needs, there's an academic need, there's a, a college and career, and also the school need too. So it's 
meeting all those needs can be a, a challenge in a regular school, but even it makes it a little harder remotely. I'm trying to put in a lesson together about a careers. Um, Meredith, Samantha, Samantha, have you guys done any of that stuff? Have you put any career lessons up for your kids yet? The only reason that we have not, that I have not put those is we did, we did those lessons prior to spring yeah. break. So we had just completed those career lessons. That was our topic. Um, so that, that's the only reason why we have not had those on there. And at the sixth grade level, we focused um, a lot of our college and career things back in September, I believe, on College Go yeah. Week. So yeah, we do. I, I have not posted either about that, um, only because I, I felt like we covered it prior. I thought about maybe putting up a learning inventory, you know, something like that, something fun for them to get in and do again. One of them we, we didn't do, but Mrs. Ferguson, from a district administrative level, are you hearing a lot of outreach from parents about any sort of a, what the need might be? Yeah, um, you all touched just a, <clears throat> just a little bit on uh, one of the topics that we get a lot of questions about, some frustration uh, on parents, grandparents, folks working with students at home about motivation and keeping that fire alive to do their lessons, get online, stay connected. And one of the things that I think we can remind people is it's not unusual in a regular year or, you know, in past years for students this time of year to start to uh, maybe not put forth the effort that they have. So uh, they have in the past. So uh, during e-learning, we shouldn't expect that that would change in some way. And I think that, you know, the comfort level has leveled off a little bit, you know, maybe people are having kind of a who you know, moment. But I think going back to some of the things that you all said is it's not just students. It's it's adult uh, perseverance and grit to stay with this through the end of the year, because the, these are things that have been added uh, to our parents and grandparents and caregivers that they've not had to sustain throughout a whole day, you know, uh, academically with students. So I'm sure that there are a lot of frustrations there. And, you know, yep. trying to provide them strategies, you know, sometimes you just have to go away from it and come back. And so what, what some of the best advice I, that I've been sharing that I had learned was that to chunk it, if you get frustrated, walk away, don't have to do it all right now. Just take a break, take a 10, take an hour break if, if needed, uh, but just to walk away when you're feeling really frustrated. And then I know it's, it's hard for some teachers. Uh, this is all new for a lot of teachers too. I mean, as far as Google meets and, and, getting everything up on the classroom. So I know that Mrs. Ferguson, you guys on the district level have put in a lot of thought on the e-learning. We had the committee going this year and I know you were spearheading a lot of those efforts. Kind of had to jump into the pool, haven't we? Yes, yeah, it, it's trial by fire. I said many of the things that we planned for were for a day or, you know, like maybe two days that we might be engaged in e-learning, not this sustained continuous learning experience that we find ourselves in today. So some of the things that we planned for, we are doing some things uh, don't fit in an extended experience, but I'm so glad that we started the conversations. We had some things in motion. So many districts really hadn't, hadn't gotten that far. So there were a lot more challenges and thoughts and, and resource gathering that needed to be done. Um, I was very thankful for the committee and the work that they had done in preparation. So I felt like 
we were probably in the best, not having done it before, that would be the very best spot to have it under your, your belt. But not having done it before, we were about as prepared as we could be, I think. Um, something else that I would uh, bring up is helping students try to find that little bit of normalcy. Uh, you know, even though it's not how it's always been, finding some comfort in understanding what happens next. And um, I would put out to our counselors that are here, uh, I know one of the things I, I talked with Mrs. Ludeman, we hear a lot about our seniors, but you know, we have other students that are in tra transition also. We have fifth graders that are coming in to be sixth graders. And, you know, May was a big month for them. And, you know, learning about music, choir, band, the building, and a great big um, bolder in their uh, worries is that locker. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. how do I make my locker work? And can I do it in the time allotted? You know, like those types of things. And I know that Mrs. Ludeman and maybe Miss um, Browning can talk about that a little bit, but we talked about maybe we can't do those visits, but maybe we have some options to uh, maybe give a little peek into uh, what that transition might look like. Sure. Um, I actually, we have started on that process today. I have reached out to a handful of students and I am hoping for a video back from them um, explaining what I, I reminded them. Think back when you were a fifth grader about this time and what were you worried about? What caused you um, some anxiety and and what what were you most excited about? And I've asked them to, with parent permission, of course, to send me a a video and we're hoping to compile those videos together to send out via Facebook, via email, um, and also to the, the current fifth grade teachers um, so that they can post those videos on their, their uh, Google Classroom pages to kind of ease some of that tension, ease some of that anxiety, um, and to get a peer-to-peer -peer relationship kind of already starting to build. Um, and I'm also going to reach out to our teachers and ask them to introduce themselves by a video um, and we're going to get those started and compile those together um, so that even though um, our fifth grade tour that we had scheduled physically is not going to happen, we're hoping some kind of a tour virtually and online that they can still see the building, meet their teachers um, and, and get some advice from current sixth grade students. That's a great right. idea. And we were kind of kind of piloting it at the sixth grade, but it would be great if the seven eight building could do that for the incoming sixth grade students. And then uh, our freshmen, uh, our eighth graders transitioning in to be to be freshmen, you know, just some comforting, you know, just it, it's the fear of the unknown, you know, like what mm -hmm. I, I don't know what that might be. So helping to. Uh, provide that that support and comfort there, I think will be welcomed by not only the students, but the families, you know, understanding what to what's to be expected. Yeah, well, the other thing I was going to add is, uh, as long as we're talking about the sixth grade center, we have uh, a new individual that will be taking the helm there, Lorianne Wessel. And I know that she is very anxious to uh, participate in what Sam's been uh, talking about, Miss Browning's been talking about. And you know, it's uh, a chance uh, for folks to get to know her also. Right. Um, Mrs. Wessel has been a great, great asset. We are we're fortunate to have her as our assistant principal. 
in the afternoons this past school year. So um, she is familiar with our building. She's familiar with all the teachers, familiar with um, our current sixth grade students. Um, and we are looking forward to her um, joining us and uh, leading our ship as we uh, teach those owls how to fly. And uh, something else that I would like to, to put in here is plug Meredith mentioned Rock and Ready a little bit earlier uh, this year. Again, they are not ex exempt from we're going to have to do this differently than we have in the past. But uh, would you guys talk a little bit maybe about what Rock and Ready uh, does for us and how uh, they might get registered? I know, Meredith, I think you you mentioned that earlier. Sure. Yeah, um, I actually just had a meeting about that yesterday and uh, they are ready for registrations um, for Rock and Ready. That's sponsored by the United Way um, of Jackson County. And so we are um, we're planning on and having the distribution uh, this year. Not sure exactly how that's going to look, but hopefully the same as always. And uh, you can register online. You go to jacksy.org. And uh, there's just a, a link right there for school supplies. And that's in English and Spanish. And you just register right on there. You hit submit and uh, you'll receive a postcard a couple of weeks prior to the distribution. And that's free school supplies um, for the next school year. So it's, a, it's an awesome, awesome opportunity for people to get what they need um, for the school year next year. And that's been just a huge success the past, gosh, I don't know, maybe eight years that we've been having the Rock and Ready program. So you really don't wanna miss out on that opportunity. Um, you need to get on there and get registered. We expect a high number of participants in that this year, and you wanna make sure you get registered to get those school supplies. They're not gonna do the walk-ins, um, so you have to be registered prior to that to ensure that you get the school supplies, so. There, yeah, a quick overview. Rock and Ready, it's basically they get all the things they're going to need in a backpack, if I'm not mistaken, yep. and yep. all the supplies. Yeah, uh, you, you you show up. It's It's been at the high school um, in the past, and you come to the high school that day. You're given a time slot of when you need to arrive. That's what the postcard is about. And you, you have a time that you come, and you get to pick out your actual backpack, and then you kind of make your rounds, make your way around through the high school. And... It's in the commons area and you make your way around and you pick out your pencils and notebooks and I mean, everything from Kleenexes and highlighters. So it's, it's really awesome. It's, it's actually a lot of fun for the families that participate in that. And there's also other resources available there too. I think like for yeah. uh, sign up for, for free and reduced lunches or just whatever yeah. is needed. There's a lot of information being given out there. We hope to have 21st century scholar information out there uh, this Great. year for parents of all of older students. So yeah, it's a great, great situation. We, we'll have to talk to Mr. Mahoney. He's our technology person about getting the links uh, to with the podcast along along with you know the podcast here. That event is supposed to take place on um, August 1st this year. That's the date of the event. So in case anyone was wondering when that actually took place, it doesn't, it doesn't happen until a week or so before school starts. So August 1st is the date. But, um, and, it, and that seems like it's a long way off, but they like for everybody to get uh, registered as soon as possible on, on there. So we know our numbers of how many students we need to serve. Go ahead, Ms. Person. Yeah, I was just going to say that I know today our administrative team, as we met, we're also going to try to get some paper copies of registration. And for those individuals picking up meals, trying to hand it out during uh, that time in Spanish and English, because 
in the event that someone has issues with internet or those types of things, there's just one more avenue that we can get the information to them. Yes, thank you, Mrs. Ferguson. I'm really glad you mentioned that. I had forgotten about that and you are exactly right. They're gonna be giving those out at those food drop-offs. So remember to, to look for those in those bags. Ms. Henry, would you go ahead and give the, uh, the web address again? Yeah, it's www.jacksy.org. There's a link on there that says school supplies. And so you just click right on there and then you just fill out the form. And it's just a, a few questions and it has your name and address and just your student's name. So we get all the right information. It's really simple, really, really simple. And we do want to thank all, all our community partners who uh, donated money and goods to that, especially I know the United Way goes above and beyond doing a great job with that. And of course we have teachers and other mm -hmm. staff members putting in a lot of time getting it ready. So it does. Yeah, it does take a lot. And it, a lot of community, a lot of community members and a lot of local businesses and, and other businesses support that as well. So we just have a tremendous amount of support for that in the community, which we're very thankful for. And so are the families. Again, that's the Rock and Ready program. Uh, look for that link on the website, on the uh, attached to the podcast. Ms. Browning, in closing, anything you would like to touch upon? Nope. We are excited to finish the year out strong, um, and we are sure looking forward to those incoming fifth graders going to be sixth graders. Um, and at the sixth grade center, we engage, grow, and connect, and we sort of excellence. <laughs> Everyone. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Henry, anything you want to finish up with? You know, I've been telling my students, we've been talking a little bit about the announcements that this is a time when you're, you're going through a lot of different feelings. And um, we just want to remind kids and, and adults that all the feelings we have right now are okay. You know, it's it's hard. It's, it's how we deal with them that's important. And so we want to remember um, how important our mental health is right now um, just to take care of yourself and do whatever it takes, um, whether that's getting outside and or trying to connect with, with people like this or on the phone, just to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves right now. Reach out, reach out, communicate, yes. Yes. get involved with each yes. other if you can. Yes. It's so, so important. Ms. Ferguson, any final thoughts from you? Uh, yes, I am going to propose that we have a, a part B to this podcast because um, I was reading some information uh, from the governor's webpage today and uh, from the superintendents association and those types of things. And as much uh, time, effort, care, and work has gone into our new normal, what we do now, there will be a where we are going to transition back to the buildings and that is going to bring a great number of emotions, feelings, needs that our students will have being in the situation that they're in now. Some have a great deal of contact. Some have had very little contact. Supports will we put in place. So, um, you know, just putting that out there that we have a discussion about how we might prepare is then to transition back to some form of on-site education because we can't say at this point what that's going to look like in the fall. Thinking about how to support yeah. our uh, students, our staff, and our families making that transition uh, back <clears throat> to school. And it'll be a back to school like we've never had before. So 
This has been the Owl360 Podcast. We are soaring to excellence. Everyone, every day.